Our scripture reading for today's word comes from two passages, Psalm 135, verses 1 to 7, and Psalm 136, verses 1 to 3. Hear now the reading of God's word. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel, as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it, he it is who makes the clouds rise at the ends of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain, and brings forth the winds from his storehouses. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for being our God. We thank you for all that you do for us throughout our lives. Whether we see it or not, Lord, you are there for us, and we thank you and we praise you for it. And Lord, as I deliver your word, I pray that you'll use me as an instrument to deliver your words and not my own to your people, Lord. May it be impactful for them as it is for me. Thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. <coughs> Early, earlier this month, uh, it was uh, my birthday. And at my age now, birthdays aren't really a big celebration, at least not for me. In fact, after my second son, Brandon, was born, my birthday has kind of gone to the wayside uh, for my family, and that's because Brandon was born two weeks earlier than expected, and so now his birthday falls just two days apart from my birthday. And when that happened, I knew, all right, nobody's celebrating my birthday in my household anymore. It's all going to go to my younger son. But this time, uh, when my birthday came around, uh, my wife asked me, what do you want for your birthday? Right? And she asked me every year, but I gave her the same usual answer, which was nothing. I don't want anything uh, for my birthday. And she said this. She said, you know, I work a little now. I make some money now. And I want to get you something, anything you want, anything. Just something that you want, something that you want to do, whatever it is. I want you to know, she says, I want you to know you are worthy of having a birthday and getting something that you want. Uh, you sh your birthday should be honored and remembered. And I was so touched, but I really didn't have anything that I wanted, right? And so my wife suggested, what about going to an NBA game? I was like, oh, that's, a, that's an experience. Why don't I look that up? So I looked up, you guys are all from New York, but I looked up how much it would be to go to historic Madison Square Garden to watch my Lakers in person. Uh, they were in town this past Tuesday, right? I looked at the sch schedule and I looked at the prices and it was too expensive. It was ridiculously expensive. Like when the scrub teams come, right? It's affordable, right? It's like 40 bucks, 50 bucks. But because the Lakers are a historic basketball team with one of the greatest players of all time on that team, the tickets for the highest nosebleed can't see anything seat at the time when I looked it up was $250, right? I told my wife, ah, it's too expensive, $250. And then she kind of looked at her bank account. I was like, 
well, maybe I'll take an extra shift at work. Like, oh, you're so nice. And then I looked at the service fee, right? You have service fees when you buy things on, online. I was like, $80. So the ticket came out to like $330, $340. I was like, yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> I didn't. So needless to say, I did not go to the game. And it's a good thing I did not go. Because for one, LeBron James, the best Lakers player, was suspended for that game because he elbowed a guy in the face the previous game. So he wasn't going to be playing on the game anyway. And number two, they lost. The Lakers ended up losing the game. The Knicks won. Bing bong, bing bong, right? <laughs> bing bong, the Lakers lost. Bing bong, the Knicks won. But before all of that happened, obviously I thought, wow, what would it be? It would be a great experience to go and see the Lakers play, right? I would be in there screaming for the Lakers really, really loudly in my head so I don't get beat up by the Knicks fans. I would, I would sing the praises of all the highlight moves that they do, the high-flying dunks, the alley-oops, the sweet passes, whatever it is. I would sing, sing the praises of the Lakers and LeBron, but they lost. And because they lost, I would have left MSG if I went, cursing the Lakers, right? Oh, those no-good Lakers losing, it's cold, I got to take the LIR back, right? I wasted all this money, I wasted all this time. And the thing is, we sing praises of our favorite athletes or sports teams as long as they are good and as long as they are relevant and positive in our lives. But once their skills fade away, once they start losing or they leave the team, our praises turn to curses and our cheers turn to jeers. That is the way with things in this world. In a moment, that person, that place or thing can be the talk of the town, be in the spotlight, receive accolades, and in the next moment, they are faded from our memory. But this is not so with our God, who is the one most deserving of our praises. This is because God's greatness never fades, and it never goes away despite what we may think or what we may feel because of our current predicament and circumstances. God truly is deserving of all our praise, and we need to continue to praise God forever because God is forever, because God is ever lasting and we will see in our passages for today the reasons that we should be praising God we will see that we praise God because God chose us because God is great and because God love endures forever and you may be wonder why am I speaking from two different passages two different psalms psalm 135 and 136 well many scholars believe that the two psalms to be very similar in tone and are a companion of each other. Both are hymns that praise the Lord by calling out the great deeds that he has done. And other scholars have mentioned that though the Song of Ascents concludes with chapter 134, Psalm 135 and Psalm 136 could have easily been included in the Song of Ascents. And what are the Songs of Ascents? Well, the Song of Ascents are the Psalms 120 to 134, and it's believed that these were the psalms that the Jewish congregation sang as they went up to Jerusalem for their yearly festivals and feasts. And because it was time of travel to festivals and feasts, people were in good spirits. So all these psalms in this section 
are very encouraging and speaks of God's blessings, of, of joys, and of praises to God for various things. Psalm 135 and Psalm 136, our text for today, are also in the same vein of praises to God. And just reading the verses that we read today, I hope that you're already filled with encouragement and this leads you to respond to God in praise and thanks. Like I shared, the first reason to praise God is because the Lord has chosen us. Verse 1 and 2 says, Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. From the very first two verses, we have the psalmist telling us, the servants of the Lord, to praise him. Those who serve God, those who come and worship his name, praise him. Those who stand in his house, praise him. Praise him. And we, all of us in here, confess to this faith. Those who confess to this faith are servants of God. And so we are being called to praise the Lord. Verse 3 says, Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant. The Lord is good. Of course he is. But what about him is good? What about his goodness is the psalmist going to be speaking of? And out of the myriad of things that the Lord is good for, verse 4 gives us one reason. And that is, verse 4 says, For the Lord has chosen Jacob to himself, Israel as his own possession. The reason why we should praise God is because God chose us. The first reason we praise God is because God chose us. The psalmist writes, the Lord chose Jacob and Israel. And I shared during my last sermon, when the Bible writes Jacob and Israel together in this way, it's pointing to the covenantal promise of God. And the covenantal promise given to Jacob was, I will be with you wherever you go. That's what God promised to Jacob. Right? We praise God because God chose us to be his, and because he is with us wherever we are. God's protection surrounds us, surrounds us wherever we are. How amazing a feeling it is to be chosen. Think back to your schoolyard days. It's recess time, it's PE, and you're going to play some game or some sport. And I don't know how they do it now because we're all PC and make sure everyone feels good about themselves. But back then, you chose two captains and you have to choose who you want and who you want and who you want, right? And there's that feeling of anticipation. It's like, oh, I better be chosen. And thankfully, I was always a tall kid. I was chosen kind of in the early rounds until they realized, oh, he's tall, but he's not that good at sports, <laughs> right? But that feeling of getting chosen, like, yeah, my best friend chose me or somebody chose me, I got chosen. And the other despair, if you're the last one on the line, and you just have to end up on a team, right? But God has chosen you. It says you, yes, you, to be his now and forever. There's an old praise song I used to sing when I was in elementary school. So if you are my age and went to church during your elementary years, you may have heard this song before. And I really loved this song, even when I was young. Uh, but when I got older and I heard the song again, I started tearing up just listening to the lyrics. And the song is titled, Why Have You Chosen Me? I don't know how many of you guys know this song, and I'm not going to sing for you, right? I actually asked Sam if he could play the song for, like, our closing song today. And he told me that uh, it's not in our licensing product, and he doesn't know the song. 
I was like, man, this song's so old, it might be in public domain. I don't know. It's, it's an old song, right? But the lyrics go, why have you chosen me out of millions of your child to be? You know all the wrong that I have done. Oh, how could you pardon me, forgive my iniquities, to save me, give Jesus your son? And when I was young, I just sang the song without much thinking. Right? I think that's what we do when we're kids and we go to church and we have our time of worship. God. We just sing the songs because we're told to sing the songs. But when I got older, I really thought, yeah, God, why me? Why did you choose me? When you could have chosen so many other people, and obviously he did. I was like, God, I'm not perfect. I'm not good. I'm not the best. I know my sins, and God, you know my sins. How am I worthy enough to be called your child, to be chosen to be your child? And when I thought about that, I was overwhelmed. What emotion, as I realized what these words truly meant, what it truly meant to be chosen by God. And I started crying, not these tears of sadness, but tears of joy. God could have chosen anyone, the billions of billions of people throughout history, and yet one of those chosen was me. And for that, I thank God and for that, I praise God. Once we see the real gravity of this truth, you too can do nothing but be overwhelmed by praise to God, the God who has chosen you. Our God who has chosen you deserves our praise. The psalmist continues and then gives us the next reason to praise God. Verses 5, 6, and 7 says, For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. The second reason we praise God is very simple. It's because he is great. We praise God because he is great. Parents in here, as you heard these verses being read, you might have been reminded that these are, for the verses 5 and 6, are the memory verses for our children for this particular unit that we're going over. But these verses tell us the reason to praise God is because he is great. He created all things. He commands all of creation. He is above all other gods. He does whatever he wants. He makes creation do whatever he wants it to do. And God will always be great because God never changes. God never loses his power. God never loses his control over his creation. I shared at the beginning how we praise the greatness of our favorite sports athletes or our, or our favorite teams. But there will eventually come a day when even the greatest athlete retires, when even the greatest athlete fades. Michael Jordan Wayne Gretzky, Muhammad Ali, Derek Jeter, all great in their sports, all retired. Some from injury, some not. There's a saying in sports, father time is undefeated. Father time is undefeated. Eventually, age will catch up to even the greatest athlete that they will have to hang them up. But our God never grows old. Our God never grows tired. Our God never grows weary. 
God's greatness was displayed in the past. It's being displayed now, and it will be displayed surely in the future. Think about the first recorded thing we see in our Bible. What does the Bible start off with? God created the heavens and the earth, right? Creation. Creation. Bible starts with creation. In seven days, God just spoke everything into being. Think about that kind of power. I can't even speak things into being at my house. Right? Ryan, give me some water. Ryan, it doesn't happen. Right? But God just said, let there be light, and boom, light was there. Think about the great things that happened in between all of that. The flood, the parting of the Red Sea, the display of power at Mount Carmel. Think about how it's supposed to end for us. We don't know how exactly it's going to end or when, but we are supposed to have a glorious ending in this lifetime and then spend all of eternity in heaven. God's greatness reigns from beginning to end for all eternity. God is the only being that we can say greatness is forever. And because of this very fact, we praise God. We praise God because he is great. And finally, the third reason to praise God. Psalm 136 verses 1 to 3 says, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords for his steadfast love endures forever. We praise God because his love endures forever. He loves us forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. The love that people have for each other can change over time. It can change because of circumstance. It can change because of misunderstandings. It can change because of a myriad of reasons. We know that in this world, Parents are to love their children and children are to love their parents. But we know many people who have bad relationships with their parents, bad relationships with their kids, bad relationships with their spouse, even though those are the, the people we are supposed to love. Right? The love changes between people and people because of circumstance. But God's love for you is unconditional. God's love for you never changes. God's love for you endures forever. There's nothing you can do to take God's love away from yourself, or f- to make God take his love away from you. And because God, God's love endures forever, we praise God and we thank God. This weekend, this past weekend, we celebrated Thanksgiving, arguably one of the greatest holidays, right? At least the greatest secular holiday, if we have to add Christmas, Christmas greater. But secular holiday, you right, it's like food, Football and family, right? The three F's. It's a a great holiday. And during Thanksgiving, ever since we're young, we're taught to kind of share what are you thankful for. And I don't know how many of you guys spend some time this week uh, sharing uh, with each other what you are thankful for. But from a very young age, we started doing this. And Brandon, my younger child, who is in UPK, just turned four, he came home one day, uh, this past uh, what, Wednesday, the last day of school before Thanksgiving break, and he came home with a hat, like a, like a band, you know, the paper things that they make, had a turkey on it, and they had words written on it. It said, I am thankful for. Right? I am thankful for, and there's a huge blank, which I presume the teacher asked the kid what you're thankful for, and the, the teacher writes it in, right? And I looked at his hat, and it said, I am thankful for my... Mommy, 
I am thankful for my mommy. And I said, bro, not I'm thankful for daddy. At the very least, I'm thankful for family. Come on. And he, this is what he said. No, I love mommy. Mommy's the best. <laughs> You're right. I can't argue. You're right. Mommy is the best. I am thankful for mommy. But like this four-year-old child, we probably all thought about ourselves. What are we thankful for this year or this weekend or whatever the case may be? And there's probably something that we wish we could have that we don't have in this life, right? As Christians, we are programmed to say or give this answer, what are we thankful for? We are programmed to say God, right? We're programmed to say God. But the question is, do you actually believe that? And do you actually live your life? that way, knowing that God is who you are most thankful for. We, none of us have everything that we want in life. There's probably something that we wish that we could have that we do not have. And that could be a lot of things. It could be relational, wanting a spouse or wanting a child, maybe even just wanting a better relationship with our spouse or our children or our parents. We see people who are married or have, great relationships with their siblings and we see where we lack and it saddens us and makes us not give proper praise and thanks to God. Maybe what we want that we don't have is a house of our own. You're sick of spending money on rent and not building equity, not putting into anything that you can own and you see all of your other friends buy houses and because we lack it makes us, makes us not give the proper praise and thanks to God. Or maybe it's health. Maybe you're sick or a loved one is sick. So maybe very sick. And something that's emergency is happening in life that's hampering what you can do with your family and for your friends. And we lack once again. And so it saddens us and it, it prevents us from giving the proper praise or thanks to God. There are a lot of things that can make us refuse to give the praise to God that he so honestly deserves. Circumstance, our circumstances try to dictate to us whether we should praise God and give thanks to him or not. We make our inconsistent life determine our praise and thanksgiving to us consistent God. That just doesn't add up. Let me say it again. Our inconsistent life should not determine whether we praise or give thanks to a consistent God. Just because our life goes up and down doesn't mean we praise God when it's up and not when it's down because God remains consistent forever. forever. Right? Our God is forever consistent in his view, his love, his attitude towards us. So our praise and thanksgiving should remain consistent as well regardless of how our present circumstance may be. And I hope that the three reasons I shared with you gives you an idea and it reminds you of why we praise God and the consistency that God has in our life. You are blessed beyond measure. You have something that others in this world will never experience. God chose you. God does not choose everyone in the world, but God chose you to be his now and forever. 
God chose you and said, I am with you wherever you go. And this deserves our praise. God is great. And God displayed his greatness all throughout the Bible, all throughout the history, and is continually displaying his greatness in your life. So God deserves our praise. And God loves you. God loves everyone, some may argue, but God loves you enough to call you his child. That fact deserves our praise. And because God chose you, because God is great, and because God loves you, you have salvation. These three facts do not change. It will never change and does not change no matter what circumstance or stage in life you are in. God chose you to be his child, to believe in him and his majesty and all the things he has done. And probably the greatest thing he has done for you and for me is he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to save us. So that if we so believe in that, we will be with him for all eternity. Do not just focus on the things that you do not have or things that others have that you covet. But may the facts that I shared with you prove that God deserves our praise every day, no matter what is going on in our lives. God chose you, God is great, and God loves you. What more do we really need in life? Do not buy into what the world says that tells you that you need this and that you need that. All other things are just wants compared to what God has already given us and promises to give us in the future. This weekend and every day when you feel down, when you feel that you cannot praise God because of circumstances, just remember these three things. Our reason to praise God and give thanks should not change depending on our circumstance, but be constant because God does not change. Our circumstances can change, but God doesn't change. So do not praise and give thanks or not praise and not give thanks because of your changing circumstances. But praise God and give thanks to him always for he never changes. God chose you and when he chooses you, it is forever. God is great and his greatness will be forever. God loves you and his love for you will endure forever. Remember these three facts and praise and give thanks to our Lord. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for being our God. And Lord, we seek your forgiveness. At times we let our circumstances dictate our attitudes towards you. We let uh, our sadness or our our health or our relationship statuses or whatever it may be, bring us down and not give proper thanks to a God who is always continually blessing us and shining his light upon us. So Lord, please forgive us for that and help us to always remember what may be simple lesson that you are the one who chose us, that you are great and that you love us. And may this truth be reminded to us every day so that we too will not change in our love for you and live a life that praises and gives thanks to your holy name. We thank you in your, in your son Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.